in Romans 8 and verse 28 is one of the first ones we want to look at this morning. But I want us to look at some scriptures about the called. Now, I'm not talking about a phone call or a cell call or anything like that. But the call of God upon our lives. How many times have you seen somebody going through some real problems in life? And they say, well, all things work together. But that's only part of that verse. Uh, go ahead and turn to it, Romans 8, 28. Romans 8 and verse 28. This is at one time probably one of the most quoted verses in the Bible, but it has a lot to say about who things work together for, for the good. In verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that are that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose. Amen. To them that love God, all things work together for good. The Bible doesn't say all things are good, but it says all things work together for good. You look at the things that have happened in the Old Testament and the New Testament to the people of God. Things happen that were not good, obviously. But all things work together for good. That's hard for us to understand when it seems like everything's going wrong. Yet God has a way of bringing things around to where it'll work out to his purpose, to his good, to what he wants. Even though Satan may actually have other plans. The Bible talks about how that Satan uh, meant something for bad in people's lives, but God meant it for good. But what we want to look at here is the called. This is a, a title for God's people, the called. You and I are called. The very word church means the called out ones, called out, called out of this world. We're in the world, but we've been called out of the world. And one scripture tells us to come out from among the world and be separate. We're called out. We are the ones that are following the call of God upon our lives. Uh, we may not... Uh, understand the call of God, but there is a call there. All things work together for good to them that love God. Who are the ones that love God? Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, really believes he is Lord of their life. Amen? Amen. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things that I say? We are the people that love God and we are called of God. God has called us. Amen. God himself has called us and is calling us. He is longing for us to come toward him. He's calling us and saying, come unto me. And Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And he also said, they're not grievous. 
It's not grievous to keep from doing the things that will destroy you. Amen? The devil came to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Uh, the next verse we'd like to mention is in Second Chronicles 7 and verse 14. If my people which are called by my name. See, we are called by his name. If my people which are called by my name, if they will obey me, he's saying. If my people, in Second Chronicles seven fourteen, and my people which are called by my name, if they shall turn from their wicked ways, they shall call upon me. Uh, he said, I will hear them. I'll forgive their sins. Uh, I'll heal their land. Uh, but he's talking to a people that are a called people. To a people that know their calling. They know who called them. They know it wasn't just a, a strange voice, a mysterious religion or something, but it was God himself, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now I want to mention several verses here uh, in the Bible. I may not read them all, but I want to mention them here. In Revelation 17 and verse 14, the Bible talks about those that are called and chosen and faithful. You see, the people that are called are called to live a chosen life, a faithful life. We are to be faithful to him. We are to be faithful to the calling. Some people think, well, I'm not being called to preach, but the call of God before we're called to preach, we're called onto a life of of faithfulness to God Himself, of faithfulness to the Word of God, faithfulness to the Spirit of God. The Bible tells us how that they that are led by the Spirit are the children of God. A led life. It is a life that we're being led into God's direction, into the things of God. God has particular callings as far as his church is concerned. Some people are called to preach and some to teach and some to sing and some to do different things for God. But as far as the basic calling, there is a calling from God to be saved, first of all. He's calling people to be saved. He's calling people to live a saved, sanctified life that is pleasing to God. In Matthew 24 and verse 14, Jesus said, Many are called, but few are chosen. Amen? Many are called, but few are chosen. Who are the chosen ones? I believe the chosen ones are those that are faithful to God. To those that endure or continue even unto the end of their life. To those that walk in obedience and love toward God. Loving God means following God. Amen? Love is more than just a 
a mushy, sentimental word. Love is obedience to God. Love is following God. Love is telling others about God. Love is living an example to God. And if we're called and chosen and faithful, that's the kind of life I believe God has called us to. Art in Second Thessalonians. I do want to read this verse. Second Thessalonians in chapter four and verse seven. Second Thessalonians chapter four and verse seven. Maybe it's first maybe it's first Thessalonians, yeah. First Thessalonians chapter four and verse seven. There wasn't four chapters in the next book of Thessalonians there. Or four and verse seven. For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. Did you know that's what God's called us to? He's not called us to uncleanness. Some people think, well, God's called me, but I guess I'll just live any old kind of way. It doesn't really seem to matter because we're saved by grace. Well, that's contrary to what grace is all about. Amen? That's contrary to what God is all about. He has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. You see, uncleanness is the opposite of holiness. And one, one scripture in Revelation, it says, The unclean shall not enter the kingdom of God. And it's got a whole list of others. But the unclean shall not enter the kingdom of God. And Jesus said, you are clean through the word that I've spoken unto you. The word. In Ephesians 5 and verse 25, the Bible says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Uh, that we're cleansed through the washing of water by the word. Not this kind of water, but the water of the word of God, the spirit and the word of God coming into our hearts and our lives. Uh, that is the cleansing power that we have. And the word tells us about the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all sin and unrighteousness. So we're not called an uncleanness. We're not called to live a sinful life. We're not called just to live a mediocre life. We're not called to live a lukewarm life, but we're called unto holiness. Holiness is not a denomination. Amen? I know some churches have chosen to call their churches holiness, which is okay with me. I don't care. But I don't think God even cares that much about what a church is called. But it's the way a church lives that God is concerned with. Are we holiness? Are we righteous in the sight of God? The Bible says the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But those that walk in holiness. In the book of Hebrews, it says... Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So holiness 
is not a denomination. Righteousness is not a denomination. Sanctification is not a denomination. It is a word that describes the lifestyle of a Christian, that which God has called us to walk in. All right, I've got two more scriptures that I'd like us to consider. One of them in Acts chapter 2, and there's two verses there. Actually, I've got three more scriptures. Second uh, Peter 1 and 10 tells us to make our calling and election sure. Now think about that. Many people say, well, I'm part of the elect. Why do you think you're part of the elect? The elect, of, the Bible has a lot to say about the elect people of God. But at the same time, Second Peter 1 and 10, that particular verse says, For you and me to make our calling and election sure. I don't think it's so much telling us to make sure that God called us. God did call us. He told his apostles, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. We're being called unto repentance. We're being called unto faith. We're being called unto a life that pleases God. We're being called into salvation. The Bible says about those that believe, those that believe unto salvation. Salvation is something that is obtained. Amen. We have obtained this. The Apostle Paul said how that he endured all things for the elect's sake, that they might obtain this great salvation too. Amen. People can debate all day long about election and grace and all these wonderful things the Bible talks about. But at the same time, we are commanded to make our calling and election sure. If you're elected, you need to be sure and make it sure. How can you make it sure? Well, the Bible says if you do these things, you will never fall. There's a possibility of people falling, but at the same time, you will never fall if you make your election and calling sure. The Bible tells us to be sure and steadfast. What does that mean to be sure and steadfast? It doesn't mean so much to where you say, well, I'm sure that it happened. Of course it happened. If you're a born again, saved child of God, you know it happened. I know, as the Apostle Paul said, I know that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him. And he said, and I'm persuaded of this. But he's also, he along with Peter, the Apostle Peter, tells us to make our calling and election sure. How do you make it sure? Jesus said in John chapter 8, if ye continue 
in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Are you free today? Are you free from the bondage of sin? Are you free from the servitude of sin? Many people don't realize before Jesus makes them free that they're in bondage to sin. Amen. People are a slave to sin, to sinful habits, to sinful desires, all the wickedness of sin. But Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Indeed, for sure, steadfastly, you're one of his disciples. In Acts 2, I uh, started to mention a while ago, in Acts chapter 2, I believe it's in verse uh, 42, the Bible says they continued. Notice these words, continued. That means to stay with something. Continued. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Acts 2, verse 42. After they'd heard the preaching, after they had repented and were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, after they'd had their sins forgiven and washed away in the blood of Jesus Christ, this is all on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. After they had fully come to Jesus, they kept on staying with Jesus. Amen? They continued steadfastly. They stuck with it, in other words. They had the Holy Ghost adhesion in their heart. They, they clung to Jesus Christ. They clung to him, if I can use that word. They stayed with Jesus Christ. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. You know what the apostles' doctrine is? It's the word that we have in front of us today. This holy Bible is the apostles' doctrine. The doctrine they had came from the doctor. Amen? From Dr. Jesus. They received what Jesus said and they passed it on to other people. That's the doctor we need. Amen? We need Dr. Jesus today to give us his doctrine, his teaching, his word. And if we stay with the word of God, what's going to happen? We'll make our calling and election sure. Our calling will be a reality. Some people talk about, they say, boy, I had a religious experience. I don't want a religious experience. I want the experience of grace. I want the experience of meeting Jesus Christ in my life. I may never see him in this life with these eyes, but with the eyes of faith. The Bible says we don't walk by sight, but by faith. By faith in Jesus Christ, we can know what it is to be called of God. Called of God, the called. Those 
that are not ashamed to tell others that God called them out of a life of sin, out of a life of unbelief. Unbelief is sin. Did you know unbelief is sin? The Bible says that which is not of faith is sin. Amen. That which is not of faith is sin. So when people go contrary to the word of our Lord Jesus Christ, it's sin. When people go contrary to what God has called us into, and so many people will say, let me, let me give this little example. A number of years ago, I wrote uh, a gospel track, and it had much in there about how to live. Amen. It had things in there that we're trying to preach about this morning, what the scriptures say. And I think I'd gone to some little hamburger place. I won't give the name of it. But uh, anyway, I left some gospel tracts in the restroom. And I went out and ordered my food and sat down. And a couple of employees, young fella, had gone in the restroom and picked up a track. And he had come out there, and he was making fun of it. And he was talking to the people he worked with behind the counter. And I heard him say, you don't have to do all this. And I thought, all this happens to be what the Bible says. That was some scriptures I'd put in there. And he was just uh, he, he was just bothered about it. I praise God that he read it. So maybe it got to him. I don't know what happened. Later on, I never saw him again. I wouldn't know if I did see him. But the point is, he, I heard him say, he said, you don't have to do all this. Well, what do you have to do? Just kind of float along and hope it happens one day. You'll have a religious experience. No, he just he just didn't like all that. Listen, he was kind of saying, well, we're under grace. And, oh, I believe we're under grace. I, I'm a strong preacher of grace. But I believe what the Bible says in Titus chapter 2, I believe it is, in verse 11, if you want to look it up, says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. That's the kind of grace preacher I believe we ought to be. That's the kind of grace I believe people ought to be saved by. That kind of grace. The other kind of grace is like the Bible warns about. They turn the grace of God into lasciviousness. If I'm not mistaken, that big word, lasciviousness, it, it means just to be living loose in sin and having no direction in your life and just going after anything that comes along. But if we make our calling an election sure, then we're going to be sure, steadfast, and unmovable, and we're going to know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. We're saved by grace through faith. Uh, but that's the kind of grace that will make a difference in a person's life. Uh, that's the kind of grace uh, that you want to continue in. That's the kind of faith uh, we're to continue in. 